Blog Talk Radio. It's that time again, folks, broadcasting live with his tin cans and a brand new string from atop Old Smokey. It's Ben, the king of wainerslingers, with a fancy co-host with important guests and the best answers a third grade education can buy. All for you. Sponsored by Mobile Food Vendors Association, Ben'sCarts.com, Whiskey by the Jug and Donuts. You are so in for a treat today. But if I told you now, I'd have to kill you. So stay tuned. Ben's as nervous as a long-tailed cat in a room full of rocking chairs. Stand by. He's downing his last glass of liquid courage. And he'll be live in 30 seconds. Want to save even more money? Build your own professional hot dog cart. Save over $1,000. Buildacart.com. Buildacart.com. Well, howdy, howdy, folks. This is Ben, and I am happy to be here with y'all tonight. And we have a great show um, scheduled tonight going to cover some topics that will be of interest to a lot of new vendors, and we're going to cover some other stuff as well. I wanted to let you know the classifieds that we finally got a classified system over at the blog at learnhotdogs.com forward slash ads, ADS. I think that's it. Um, Or at the top of the bar, you'll see the link to classifieds. If you click that link, it's going to take you to the classified page where you can post and you can review other ads. The ads are free to list as long as they're non-commercial ads. But if you have, um, let's say you need help or you've got some extra locations or you want to sell a location, I don't consider those commercial ads. I mean like um, I don't want um, you know, Randy's hot dog um, – cart company on on the classifieds but the classified system is free and y'all have fun with it there's been over um 2000 hits daily to it so if you have something for sale a location there's a gentleman selling um as far as he's got locations in north carolina and some other states i think now and he's listed on there and you can search it by category if you want um someone listed today a lowe's location over in, I want to say Georgia, it may be Florida, but anyway, and he's renting his Lowe's location for six hundred a month, um, and there's thousands of people that come through those buy his cart daily, you know, walking into the store. So there's things like that that you can check out. Plus, there's some good deals on parts and pieces and stuff as people add stuff. Um, the ads will automatically expire in thirty days, so you don't have to worry about old ads which makes it a lot nicer to go through. Um, I don't. I won't have to remember to go in and delete them. They'll auto-delete. And if you have an ad and something hadn't sold or you need to keep it up there, just renew it. You have access to your little portal on there when you go in and log in. It's not hard. It's just your name and email address, I think, is all it asks for. Then, um, but anyway, that that's busy over there. And, and you'll see why, because in the winter months, I know that there is... Um, you know, 
an, a hot dog blog out there that talks about the winter months being the best. Um, and I've written about this before, and if you just type in winter into the blogs, you'll see what I'm talking about. But winter months are great. They are not the best. Um, the best is when there's lots of people outdoors. And it's like when you go into a hardware store, or I mean you go into like a home improvement store or Walmart even or Target, and you see all the outdoor stuff, and it's because people are outdoors. And that's how that works. And so you'll see come towards the end of winter, they start having bathing suits and yard games and swing sets and lawnmowers because people are outdoors more. And so it goes to reason that the winter months can be slower. It doesn't mean people don't get out. It just means that you have to be um, more picky with your locations and find the locations where people are still going out. Like people still go to the bank. They still go to the hardware store. They still go to the auto parts store. They still go to the hospital. And those are the things you would want to look for. Um, but in the winter months, you see a lot or a flux where I was going with this from the beginning is of used carts on the market. It's people that you'll see some on there that are brand new that they never used because they they you know they got hoodooed basically. They went online and found somebody selling one, and they I don't know if you've seen some of these, but they have these calculators on how much you can make on their website, and you type in. I could sell 200 hot dogs a day, and they go, bam, you're making $750 a day. Congratulations. And and so they buy a cart. And that's not how it is in real life. You can make that money, but there's a lot of details in between that calculator on the website and your banking account. And so that's I, I want people to be aware of that. Right now I'm getting some calls and some emails from people that are struggling. They've just gotten started here at the end of summer or the beginning of fall, and now we're getting close to winter, really, and they're worried um you know that that it may not be um you know it may not be where they can um make enough to get through the winter, but the thing is is they can you can i I promise you promise you promise you that you can make money in this business, and not just a little bit, not $50 a day, not $80 a day. You can make consistently good money. It requires getting the right locations, the right service, the right menu, the right pricing. All those things add up, but the biggest, biggest part of that is being in the right location, period, bar none. That is the most important. And so once you get to the right location or you feel good about the location, you can start tweaking things that you do and you offer to make yourself, one, be, stand out as more professional. You can do guerrilla-type marketing like we've talked about on this show and have jobs coming in galore. Um, I don't know if y'all remember that we had a guest on. His name was Pocono Hot Dogs um, back in the beginning of this year. And he talked about how, and he's been doing this, you know, years and years and years. I want to say since '89 or something, since 1989, he's been doing hot dogs, and he now has has his own workflow, and he's not in some bus hustle bustle deal. He's created a niche for himself and his community. And you can do the same, and that's not overnight. You're not going to listen to this radio show, apply a technique, and tomorrow you're going to make $1,200 at your cart. You could, but the odds are against you. 
But you can in a week or two weeks or five weeks or eight weeks, and either way, eight weeks is going to go by. And depending on the decisions and the choices you make today and tomorrow and the following day for those next eight weeks will determine the outcome of those eight weeks. So I would I would make yourself a list. It's easy to get spun up. You know, I can get on here and really pitch you on how good this business is. And it is. And I try to keep the tone down. But I could give you some beautiful stories some wonderful success stories and all this good news and not and fail to honestly give you the bad as well because there is bad and there are people that are doing good work and they're struggling and usually it comes down to a few key things and so we're going to talk discuss that tonight i don't know that if y'all noticed if you were listening to the show last week or i i know we had we had a record week over 3000 downloads of the show but if you didn't go over to the blog at LearnHotDogs.com, it's the most recent blog, um, there was more added to that blog that wasn't on the show. Like here's something, for example, a $100 giveaway um, from our store at store.benscarts.com. And how you get it, it's easy. Um, if you go to that blog post, you'll see a picture of a guy made a bulldog out of a hot dog and ketchup. He took condiments. And made a picture. He's an artist, but he made a, a cool picture. And it's going to be on shirts and Target stores soon, from what I read. But what I did is offered a challenge. If you'd like $100, I'm going to pick one person um, to win $100 in our store. It's a gift card to use on anything they want, a course or chip clips or, um, you know, umbrellas, whatever you need. And all you have to do is do some kind of cool condiment or hot dog-related piece of art on a napkin. Um, but just use a food product within it, a hot dog within it. Um, if you notice today, before the show, um, Corey, O'Doggies, um, hot dogs, posted up a picture. Out of, out of this past week, only one person did, and that was Corey today. Um, some of you missed it. I did get some emails um, Asking, you know, I, you know, I'm not an artist. This may look crazy. I don't care. Um, I just think it's cool, and it creates cool art, and it's fun. And if you can create something with your logo or with your potential plan, if you don't even have a cart yet, and do something like that, you could win a hundred bucks. We'll announce a winner next Tuesday. Also, over um, on we've been doing this for a year almost, but December is right around the corner. It's the 16th of October today. And the before Christmas, live on the radio, we're going to give away a brand new cash cow loaded up cart from Ben'sCarts.com. And we do this every year. And this year it's going to be it's going to happen in December right before Christmas. And you don't have to buy anything. You don't have to do anything other than um, be, um, go over to Facebook and post up a picture of a hot dog that you created. Even if you don't have a cart yet, create a hot dog, make a cool recipe or find one online or go to my website and type in recipes, um, at learnhotdogs.com and look at all the cool ideas and make a cool sandwich and take a picture of it and post it on Facebook. Or, um, we do some other things too. And, the people that have been posting, like the last two weeks, let me tell you real quick, I've got to give 
a shout out real quick to a couple people. Um, as I said, Corey just got his up and it was awesome. I don't know if y'all saw that. Um, James Randy Brooks on the Facebook page did his maiden voyage today with his big dog cart and, um, had 500 to 700 people in attendance at a fall festival. They did 455 in sales, served 99 hot dogs in 120 minutes. That's 1.2 dogs a minute. That is fantastic. Congratulations to him. Um, let's see. Oh, Corey posted this picture up. Now, see, because he posted this up and because we were doing this at the time, he gets two extra entries. He posted a picture up of the pork apocalypse. And it is a delicious-looking hot dog. It has um, – it's a hot dog, believe it or not. And then it is – and I may have to get corrected on this. I think it's ham wrapped around it and then barbecue on top. And it is a beautiful sandwich. Um, and then he does the same thing with his um, – <laughs> he writes, The Porkalypse are hot dog wrapped in ham, smothered in barbecued pulled pork, and topped with crumbled bacon. Finally got a picture of it. And the Diet Coke is for the health conscience. And so he's got a, a bag of Deep River Snacks, which is one of the Mobile Food Vendor Association um, partners, and then his Apocalypse dog and a Diet Coke. And that is awesome. Um, Frank Stevens posted up a picture of his cart. That's worth two entries. Um, let's see... Anyway, oh, Boo Miller put a, a picture of his dog with with my book. Any of those things would work. That's all you got to do. Post something up, share it on facebook.com forward slash Ben's Carts. And if you can't remember that, I've got links to all on all our sites. Um, there are links at learnhotdogs.com blog and at benscarts.com. There's links to it. Um, I'm trying to see. Oh, Hold on just a second. I think Rob has joined us. Hey, Rob. What's up, buddy? How are you tonight? I'm lovely. I'm driving, well, so if what? there's any outside noise, I apologize. No problem. We um, I'm just going through a few more of these um, notes, and then we'll we'll get going. We do have some questions, and I hope to get to them all. If you are listening and waiting on your question to be answered, please note um, we are sticking to an hour show tonight, and um, if if we don't get your question answered, I promise I'll email you your answer. Um, but I'm going to try to get to them tonight. But Rob and I have some stuff we're going to go over with you um, to help those that are struggling in any way, whether you're new or old or have found a location and it's not panning out. We're going to help you make some of those decisions. And then we'll um, go from there and try to get as many of these questions as I can. Let's see. I've got to... This. I should have played crickets while I did that, but I didn't. Um, I tell you what, Rob. Let's let's go ahead because we're we're already at eight five Eastern, five forty five for you folks on the West Coast, and we are. Um, so let's get um, let's get this going and and discuss the the issues for not just new vendors, but a lot of times it's just a new vendor who gets started and find. You know, is making seventy bucks a day. You know, he's right, going. Right. My gosh, at what point do I leave? What? You know, why? 
is all this hype about hot dogs. I'm hearing stories. Are they all fake? You know, I can't make up stories and put them on my Facebook. I guess I could. I'd have to have a billion accounts. But people post up stories there, and you can contact those people. You can friend them or just go to their, their page um, right. if they're posting. It'd be impossible for me to create all those pages and then their pages and then their comments. It'd be a nightmare. Um, so it's not fake. Um, you're talking to a vendor, and and Rob is a vendor. Jason's a vendor. We've got Brian on the chat room. He's a vendor, and most everybody in the chat room are vendors. And And by the way, if you're listening in, and you would like to uh, participate in the chat room, just go to um, learnhotdogs.com forward slash radio and and open up the chat window, and you'll be able to chat with other vendors. I think there's about 19 in there right now. So, Rob, um, let me give you an example. Um, let's say I've been vending for two weeks, uh-huh. 10 days roughly. On, on the card 10 days or 8 to 10 days. And I am think it's a good location because there's a lot of people coming by. But I'm only making about 80 bucks a day, and I'm out there for six, seven hours. Right. Um, I know what I'd say. I, I'd like to hear what you're, you would say, um, but and then I'll give you mine. And then y'all can, those that are listening and need this information... You can take it for what it's worth. You can, you know, merge the information, and you'll expand your knowledge. And either way, you're going to get a lot of great ideas. Well, you know, barring it depends on if anything major is wrong. We've talked about this numerous times. Um, we talk about, you know, the way you dress, the, the appearance of your car. Let's say all that is correct. Uh, you know, and I don't mean wearing a tuxedo or anything weird. Uh, to that extent, but, you know, just nice pair of jeans, clean jeans, you know, golf shirt, whatever, um, and all that's correct. Uh, you know, your fingernails are clean and, and all that. To me, if you've been there 10 days and you're doing $80 a day, it, 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 it strictly comes down, in my opinion, to location only, if everything else is correct, all right? And I can only give you examples of what my experience is, what I've dealt with other vendors and so forth. And I'll give you this. I do not use Facebook or Twitter. Matter of fact, my name on my cart is, there is no name on my cart. I brand it with just the brand of hot dogs I carry, and that's it. So there's no branding. There's no, like Jason does, you know, his brand and Lemonade Brothers and so forth or O-Doggies. There is no name to mine. So the only thing I'm known as in town is the hot dog guy that sells Nathan's. There is no brand. So, well, or the Nathan's hot dog cart. Excuse me? Yeah, or the Nathan's hot dog cart. So, you know, with that said, keep in mind, I only do my cart about three days a week, plus special events, plus any promotional type stuff that I do. I'm not a full-time vendor. I have other things that I do for a living. And my direction of the hot dog cart was never to become a full-time hot dog cart person. Uh, my, my, my goal with the auto cart was to do other things like locations for people and that sort of thing. But based on my experience, I do not Facebook, I do not Twitter. Uh, last week, I did right at 800 in sales in three days. I worked Thursday, I'm sorry, I worked Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And That's these aren't events. These aren't events. No, this is, this is, this is a normal daytime location. Uh, right. This is not, not an event. This is not a special occasion. This is not whatever. 
Um, I will say in defense that the store that I was sitting in, sitting in front of was having a sidewalk sale. However, I've done larger numbers than that in three days when they were not doing a sidewalk sale. So in my opinion, the sidewalk sale had very little to do with the numbers I've produced. Okay? Um, so obviously I think because I don't utilize the Twitter and the Facebooks and and so forth with my vending, I mean with my uh, uh, hot dog cart, that I'm possibly missing a large opportunity where another vendor, if their main goal was for to do that for a living, that's what they're going to earn their money with is a hot dog cart, then they're, if they're not taking advantage of the Facebook and Twitter, then they should. And based on what I'm talking about in this particular case, it's solely location. Obviously, I'm doing everything I think correct. Um, you know, I'm serving a quality product. I'll be honest with you, I'm probably the highest uh, cost hot dog vendor in town. Matter of fact, it was ironic. I'm thinking what day it was, Saturday, I believe. A guy rolls up and starts asking me a bunch of weird questions. And I thought, what's this guy doing, you know? And finally, he came out and said, oh, I'm a vendor. I set up downtown, blah, 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 set up at night, whatever. So I said, oh, okay, because I thought he was being a little nosy in, in grand scheme of things. He was, but he was just kind of being trying to be friendly at the same time, a fellow vendor. Here on conversation, he said, um, what do you charge for your hot dog? And I said, 275 And he said, 275 He said, are you crazy? And I said, no, that's what I charge. He said, you don't get a bunch of complaints? And I said, well, I said, I get a few complaints. But at the end of the day, I sell a lot of hot dogs, you know. Uh, I said, what do you charge? He said, two bucks. And I said, oh, I said, what kind of hot dog you carry? He said, ah, oh, just a plain old hot dog, man, nothing fancy. And that's fine. That's his niche. That's what works for him. Um, but even me being the highest price probably in town, um, especially off a hot dog cart, um, I still do well. Do I get a little pushback on price? Yeah, I do. Uh, occasionally, but in the grand scheme of things, I don't. So in my opinion, location, but if you, you've got to have all the other things factored in, um, my gut instinct, because I don't use, do I have some repeat business? Absolutely. I get people to drive all the way across town to come see me. Why? Because I think I produce a pretty good quality product, and I also try doing some extra things. I do the standard southern North Carolina-style hot dog, mustard, chili, and slaw, and I do it very well with great quality chili and slaw, you know, fresh chopped onions, that sort of thing. But I also do onions and red sauce and sauerkraut, so I kind of hit the New York, you know, uh, northern folks that's come down to either live here or visit, and they really appreciate my efforts um, in their style of hot dog, and they, they do come, and, and that's I get repeat business for both. Um, but, again, with that... You know, I just tell them, hey, call the, the store here and ask them if the hot dog guy is outside. Instead of saying, hey, let me, I'll tweet you out my location, give me your phone number and all that stuff, um, I don't take advantage of any of that. At the end, uh, location, because I don't care how many cars you have driving by, if they're whizzing by at 70 miles an hour or even 45 miles an hour, likelihood of them pulling in there, unless they've heard about you, you'll get a few of those a week. I get people, oh, I saw your umbrella. I, I've been wanting to get a hot dog off a hot dog cart. That occasionally, don't get me wrong. Probably 90% of hot dog cart purchases are kind of impulse buys. They're just walking by and they're hungry and they smell the hot dogs. And they say, hey, hey, oh, yeah, you got hot dogs. Great. So they come and buy. That's, you know, my take on it is you can have everything right and be in the wrong location. 
Um, you can be in the right location and do everything wrong and still not be successful. But in my opinion, you can do, and I'll give you a classic example. Me and my wife was at an event uh, recently and in another town. A hot dog vendor was there. They were the only vendor there. Uh, in my opinion, he was not doing everything right. He was not wearing gloves. He you know, wasn't dressed the best he could. He was smoking around his cart earlier in the night. Uh, without washing his hands because he didn't have a sink, little things like that that played a part. But yet he had a line all day, all night long at that event, you know, and opinion not doing things right. Matter of fact, my wife called me and she said, because I got that to the event early, my wife called me and said, hey, we're going to eat off the hot dog cart. I called her and said, no, stop by a drive-thru and get something. <laughs> and I hated to do it to a fellow vendor, but I didn't like what I saw from a cleanliness standpoint. I'm saying, no offense to anybody, but I mean, at the end of the day, if you're going to sit there and smoke and and whatever and wash your hands or at least wear gloves, now he was in defense of him a little bit. He was doing the tong thing, you know, he was reaching in with the tong, grabbing the bun, putting it on full, and doing that sort of thing. I don't care what you're using. By gosh, I want you to wash your hands if you're sitting there smoking and you know putting the cigarette up to your mouth and lips and slobbering all over it and then pushing it out on the ground and what have you, I want you to wash your hands. If the health department would have saw him, they would have required him, you know, to wash his hands. I walk so I off said, from my cart. I'm a smoker, and I walk right. from my cart. Um, and I still, anytime I walk off, even if I didn't walk off to smoke or do anything, I always wash my hands when I come back right. for the show and tell of it for any other you reason. Got it. Just because got it. they don't know if you just went and used the bathroom. Um, did this guy just pick at his nose? Um, what, you know what I'm saying? And I agree with you. So you'll. Uh, I, the smoke part didn't offend me. You know, I'm I'm a reform smoker, and I I'm, I'm the worst. But uh, I enjoy the occasional cigar. But uh, you know, uh, if you smoke, that's fine. Um, you know, it, it's it, just wash your hands when when you go to serve food or or, or deal with a customer or whatever. Or put on gloves. Uh, you know, that's just the, the way same, it works. But. It'd be the same, and it's not just in particular being smoking. It could be the same as if you're eating a bag of chips. No, if yeah. you've done anything with your hands, really, if you even shook right. someone's hands, I will, you know, I have people uh, will walk up to the cart that I'll know, and they'll, you know, stick out their hand to shake my hand, and I have to pull the glove off, shake their hand, and I'll go over there and wash my hand real quick and go put gloves back on. Right. And, and even though I don't need to, um, it just is going to look better to everybody involved that you just did that. Um Right. Something else that you touched on there, you were at 275 and a lot of people would think if they're not doing good, oh, I'm going to have to drop my price to a dollar. Well, what you sure. just did is you became a Jiffy Store hot dog, a convenience yep. store hot dog. And there is a value in your price. Yep. And, and if you reduce the price to a point where it is comparable to that of Sonic or the convenience store, um, you're – you're going the wrong way. Well, I think Jason does the same or something similar to that I do. I offer the money back in tea. You buy my hot dog, buddy. If you don't like it, I'll give you the money back, and you can eat the hot dog. Well, what about if I lie to you? I said, if you're that kind of person, then you can live with it. And that's the answer. I give them, and they usually buy a hot dog, and they never ask for their money back. That's a dang good hot dog. So, you know, Jason, I think both, I think he offers something similar to that. Um, is Jason on tonight, by the way? No, he's not on tonight. I, um, I, I didn't think he was. I thought he might have been. He said he might not get on. But anyway, I'm pretty sure Jason offers something very similar because he offers Vienna beef. Vienna beef, 
Um, sometimes in his area, it's not that well known. So people say, I don't know, I like a certain hot dog. He'll say, if you try this, if you don't like it, I'll give you money back. Uh, and I do the same thing. Or if it's a new customer and they're friendly about everything, then I'll just give them a hot dog free anyway. So here, this one's on me. If you like them, come back and see me. I'll do that. Um, I've seen vendors try one in a different direction. They're, they're, they're panic at 275 and go, I'm going to $2. Uh, I'm going to buy a cheaper hot dog, or I'm going to do this, or I'm going to do that. You know, I try staying consistent. Um, and, you know, you have to look at your demographic in your area and decide, is 275 too high? If 90% of your customers walk up to, or potential customers walk up to your cart, look at either your sign and look at you and go, no thanks, I appreciate it, and walk off, or if they walk up, how much are the hot dogs, 275, are you crazy and walk off? If that's 90% of your business, then, yes, you probably need to make some investments. If that's only 5 or 10% of your average response, you're probably within reason of where you should be. Um, could you work? And I get people all the time that uh, that are not that business savvy. Well, if you lowered your prices, you sell more. Well, that's true, but I would work twice as hard and probably make the same amount of money anyway. Yeah. So what, why would I want to do that? Well, two – if that is not not the right way to go about it, and and here's what I want to to call your attention to. If you don't follow the show a lot and you've missed some of the episodes, there's an episode I talked about that there's a psychology behind this where if you are, um, I, let me give you a perfect example. Um, I may get in a week's time when I was actively vending five days a week or four days a week when I was vending a lot every day pretty much, and and somebody'd go, "You don't have jalapenos," and then somebody else would go, "You don't have jalapenos." Well, right. I know where this is going. Now, now I may serve in in that amount of time in a four day when I was doing the factory two days a week and doing the others. I was probably serving somewhere in the neighborhood of a thousand to fourteen hundred hot dogs a week. Okay, um, and so if I was doing, let's say I was just doing five hundred hot dogs a week. What I'm going to remember at the end of the week is, man, we get a lot of people ask for jalapenos. That's right. Well, really? Have you? And here's where I screwed up. I started adding things people asked for. I think Rob did this as well. And right. what you end up with is a bunch of stuff for those two people that were asking you for it. Um, right. Because it sticks out in our minds. So don't think that you need to change your menu completely up or add this or that to make this work we're going to go into some solutions but um on how to find a, a good location but i want to tell you i got a call um two days ago and yeah in fact it was two days ago it was sunday morning okay and i got a call sunday morning from a guy and he said you know i've been doing this for about 6 weeks now and i'm you know i'm really having trouble i need some help and you know i started asking him all the questions that you'd ask him you know and i go through all my questions and we get to everything sounds right he's clean cart you know and i haven't seen it but he's telling me now he's out in california um and so i said are you doing this are you doing this and no i'm sorry he's in oregon anyway and so I was asking him these things, and he was telling me where he set up in these pods, and that's why I just remembered it was Oregon, because um, they have these food pods. And But anyway, he had tried the food pods, but he found a better location, more traffic. And I said, okay, um, 
what are the people saying when they walk by? Well, they're in their cars. And I said, what do you mean? And he goes, I mean, there's like fifty-five to 60,000 cars drive by me a day. And I said, really? And here's the problem. I can set up on the interstate and get 300,000 cars a day. Right. I'm not going to sell a flipping hot dog other than to the right. two, you know the, to the cops that pull over and tell me to get off the right of way. Right. You you need to you need to just because there's a lot of people in a vehicle, most people are going from A to B. They do not want to stop at you know in between at A point five. They don't want to stop there. And there's a mental block when you start going somewhere. You want to get there, and it's like when you're driving, you don't want to stop for the bathroom because you know you'll be there in 45 minutes, and I'll just wait till I get there and use the bathroom. Well, we could. Most people are like that. Now, if they're out there searching for lunch, yes, but do not pick a location just because it has a high traffic count. You want people walking. That's what you want. If you find it where there's driving. That and it works because it's where I started. I, I wasn't on an interstate. I was on a you know a, a major highway, but the speed limit was fifty five, and they're flying by at sixty five. And right. I still would manage to stop some of them, but for the most part, people don't want to stop. And so you want to find locations where they can pull over, they can get in and out of traffic easily. Um, preferably not at a real busy intersection, because those are easy to get out of. Hard to get back into, you know, because nobody wants to let you in kind of deal. And people know these things. You know these things. You listening know these things. It's just it. you have to apply it to yourself when you're driving, how you would feel. Right. And now, with the stuff that you mentioned earlier, Rob, of Twitter and, um, and, and you know, Twitter and Facebook and um, all those things, you can do all of those things and create this this driving force, this social group. And we've talked about that on numerous radio shows, and we've had some guests that make a lot of money doing that. They make money because they tweet. Even Biker Jim, who's been doing this for years now, he's still tweeting every day. He's telling you what he's got on his menu, what his special is, and the guy has restaurants now. And, and right. so he probably doesn't need to tweet, but he does because it works. People like it. Sure. Well, so, if you look at Biker Jim as a good example, uh, Ben, uh, you know, I think he does sell a standard hot dog, but his specialty is uh, still running a hot dog cart, but his specialty is wild game sausages. Exotic um, meat, yeah. We have exotic meat like reindeer and, and boar and wild boar and, and buffalo and those type things. That's because right. he's figured out a niche and he's figured out his demographic and, you know, he's made it work. So... Don't get stuck on, I've got to carry Vienna beef, I've got to carry Nathan's, I've got to carry the local, you know, whatever it is in your area, uh, here in my area, Smithfield or, uh, you know, Gwaltney or one of those that you uh, think, I've got to carry that. No, no, you don't. Um, you know, you could, and it could be very successful, but if not, think of what you can do to make something different. I'll give me an example. O-Doggy does a lot of, um, Corey does a lot of specialty dogs. I do no specialty dogs other than get one at the bar. That was kind of my signature thing. Right. But I don't get into signature hot dogs. A lot of vendors do, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, but it, it to me, what I do, what I do works, and it just kind of fell into working. I don't know. But how you're to not. It other than that. You're not opposed to it though. You've tried no, specialty not. dogs, and so yeah. when you hear him talking like. 
that specialty dogs, he doesn't do it. It's He's not giving you don't do specialty dogs. He's saying right. that you don't have to have this gourmet hot dog cart to make it. Right. I never. But you may need to do that because that's the niche that works for you and your clientele. So they that may actually be the appeal to why people come to your cart is because you do the 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 bacon wrapped dogs or the the specialty you know uh, t- Thanksgiving dog with turkey and stuffing and what and that's great if that works for you then that's what you need to do and stick with. What works for me in my area may not work for everybody else, and that's why I say just because we say something, that, that doesn't mean it's gospel. That doesn't mean it has to be done this way because everybody has to figure out their demographic and what works for them in their area. So, you know, again, if Jim, if I would have came up with exotic sausages and all that stuff and tried it here, it may not work. Do I give up and throw away my card or throw it on Craigslist and sell it? Probably you could. But you could reinvent yourself and then start over with, okay, I'm going to do plain old southern hot dogs with Nathan's. Or maybe I can implement that and then slowly phase out the wild game. But whatever you go with, you've got to figure out, is it is it the product and the issue, is the product the issue and what I'm offering, or is it the location? Or if the location is good, is it now possibly what I'm offering is not correct? So there's some key factors that everybody has to be able to be able to figure out. Some people figure that out. Some people cannot. If you cannot, that's where sometimes failure is going to happen no matter what. But at the end of the day, if you apply yourself and listen and try figuring all this out, it'll eventually hopefully work. Well, Dennis just posted up on the chat, and and if y'all ask me stuff on the chat, um, just know that I probably won't see it. Just every now and then I, I am able to flip over to it. Um, if I start reading it, I'll end up being sidetracked. Um, but Dennis just mentioned that how about just good old plain quality, good service and clean cart and fair pricing. And yep. that, that is key. And then you can yep. add stuff in my courses. You know, I have this, this video course in it and it, in it, I tell you to start as simple as pie because people will buy hot dogs. Don't get all these grand ideas or, or write them down, but don't do them yet. Start off with your basic stuff. And then move on in, and instead of trying to, you know, um, be everything to everyone, you can't do it, uh, and it's uh, not going to give you a success quickly. But right. we're going to take a short break, and then we'll come back, and um, we're going to go into some. I, I know we've done this before, Rob, but I think it needs to be done. Is give some people some encouragement on some locations, and I know we sure. I, I feel like, because I do this every day, um, I feel like, oh, I'm beating a dead horse. People are going to get tired of hearing Ben talk about locations. Well, I don't right. think so. I think we get so many new, ven- new vendors listening that it's worth repeating some of this in case they haven't heard the old, old you know, the other episodes with it on there. But and by the way, folks, we have done some incredible location-getting information the the blog post that has Pocono in it, the interview, he gives a website that you can go to and you'll get just gobs of work where people are calling you. In fact, somebody signed up for it the night we were doing the show and by the next day had two gigs. Those are the types of things that happen on this show. And, and if you're not listening or going to the blog when, when we do the um, show notes, 
and reading through it, skimming through it, and seeing if there's something you might may want to catch and listen to, then then you're missing out. There could be something that's the key to your success, and it may be as simple as moving over in a parking lot, just changing the location in the same location, which we've talked about before. But we'll take a short break, and then we'll be back with some um, with some good stuff and and help everybody out. And if you've got any ideas in the chat room, please post them up. I don't know if Rob can see them, um, but hopefully I'll be able to catch them if Rob doesn't, and we'll get them on. If you're listening on the um, line, which there's a bunch of people listening in that have called in to listen in, if you press option one, that makes us think that you want to talk to us. If you press, I don't know if it's option two or if it's just no option, then it just puts you in listen-only mode. Um, currently, there's two um, on there that say they have a question, and we'll try to get to those tonight as well. If we don't get you, I apologize, but um, we'll, we'll try to get to it tonight. Um, I thank you for listening, and we'll be right back. Do you like freebies and discounts? Then check out mymfba.org. You can get instant access to secrets that will supercharge your business. Gain instant eligibility to all MSVA-sponsored giveaways and much, much more. For more details, visit mymfva.org. Contact the Mobile Food Vendors Association. Contact the Mobile Food Vendors Association. Are you at least 42 inches tall? Because you're on the love roller coaster with HTVR Hot Dog Vendor Radio with Ben and Rob. Feeling lazy? Out of shape? Get off the couch. Go to Ben'sCarts.com and get the scoop on free training, top-notch accessories, link over to the radio show and the blog. Plus, you can get Ben's tell-all book on how you can change your life forever. Hot dog, save my life. It's all available at Ben'sCarts.com. Be there. Hot dog, save my life, the book. Everything you ever wanted to know about hot dog vending and probably some things you don't, available at benscarts.com forward slash book. Why spend 100 or more dollars when you can get it all for less than 30 bucks? Benscarts.com forward slash book. Get it, read it, and discover how you can cash in and change your life for good. Benscarts.com forward slash book. Got a question about hot Amy Bond? Call Ben at 424-258-9364 for the latest tips and tricks in the world of oiners. That's 424-258-9364. Press 1 to talk live. One-on-one to Ben. Tuesday nights, 8.30 Eastern Standard Time. HDVR Hot Steamy Bond. Well, drain me dry and call me Dusty. It's Ben, Jason, and Rob on HDVR Hot Dog Vendor Radio. Whoa. 
Well, 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 thanks for the break. I needed that. I had to take a couple swigs of my Diet Pepsi, and I feel all better now. And I wanted to um, – let's let's carry on because we have um, some questions too. But let's throw out – and if you're on the chat room, I'm going to try to watch as you're on there. Um, Brian George wrote KISS, the KISS system. Remember the KISS system. Keep it simple, stupid. And he's not calling you stupid. Um, mostly he just calls me stupid and Jason. Sometimes for all. Um, anyway, we um, we want to go through some of the um, alternate locations that you may not have thought of or you may have thought of and forgotten. That's why it's good to keep notes. And I know that sounds nerdy, but I'm talking if you will write down your thoughts. And most smartphones, you can record something, and I do that through the day. I'll think of something while I'm away from my computer or away from a pen, and I'll record it. And remember, oh, I need to do this, or oh, I want to talk about this, or I want to write about this. So do those types of things, and and it'll help you. But um, if you're listening in on the chat room, if you have any ideas that um, as we go through these, please holler them out. And we'll, as far as ideas for locations, we'll um, mention them on here as well, because I didn't prepare a list and I'm going to try to do this. Um, Rob and I are going to try to do this off memory, and and give some of the cool locations. Um, and so these are locations to consider, especially, um, especially during the winter months. Something that you can go do right now. Um, Rob, do you want to start, or do you want me to? Well, let me say real quickly how to approach somebody getting one of these locations, and I'll keep it as brief as this. Whenever you're talking, and we've talked about this too, and I think it's important that we touch base on touch base on it in this conversation because if they don't know how to do it and they go to the locations we're talking, it still may not do them any good. One of the things they want to do is present yourself as a company that does store promotionals, uh, customer appreciations. You know, you're you're almost like a marketing catering style company because at the end of the day, we've talked about this in past episodes that people that have taken this approach, even people that I've talked to and trained and showed them how to use that approach, one of the first things they, the, the company or the, the, the business uh, says is, instead of saying no or, uh, well, I don't know, I'll have to check, Do you, who's, who's responsible if somebody gets hurt or anything weird like that, the first thing out of their mouth is, how much is this going to cost us? So they think it costs them money for you to be there. So always approach a business as in, you're trying to almost do them a favor. You're a promotions company. You're, you know, you do events, promotions, and caterings, and with a hot note card. And that way, their mindset is it's going to cost them something potentially. And that's the approach you need to take with any of these locations. Um, so I don't care if you're approaching, and I'll give the first one out. Let's say a bar. Um, you know, you're trying to get uh, maybe in the bar parking lot or maybe near a bar. You know, sometimes in, in now the, the downtown districts are starting to uh, be pushed and, and grown in certain towns. So a lot of times you'll have, you know, seven or eight bars in a downtown district. Um, you know, you still may have to park in a private, you know, in private property. So you still have to deal with somebody unless you can find one of those parking garages or a parking lot that people pay to park, and then you might can talk to the owner into leasing you a spot at night, you know, maybe for a little more car would park and so forth, you could do that. But bars are great this time of year. I will tell you the bar season really starts in October. Uh, the summer months for bars is pretty slow. 
So now is really the time to hit. If you're going to consider working a bar, uh, if you've ever thought about working a bar, now's the time to go start knocking on doors and ask these bar owners and try finding the biggest bars you can. Don't find some little mom and pop, you know, watering hole, I call it, where they may have 75, 100 people, maybe 200 people in any given Friday or Saturday night. Um, Try finding the largest bar you can and I don't and don't stick with a certain demographic I don't care what it is if it's a dance club you know kind of a a younger crowd if it's a country bar if it's a biker bar I don't care just find the largest one you can find and see if you can get set up there Uh, bars are great in the winter time I will say this you possibly could even if the bar is large enough we work inside the bar you have to look at fire code and that sort of thing here in North Carolina the way we went around it is we took uh, sterno and rolled our cart in there, and where you would, we put Sterno inside the firebox. Just where the burners are, we put Sterno cans on top of them. And that's how we use, we use the cart inside the bar. So, and that was fine with the health department and with everybody, the fire department, because we can't take 20-pound propane tanks inside a building here in North Carolina. I assume that's probably a standard thing. But we're able to go inside a bar occasionally. We've done that. Uh, so if the weather's bothering you, bars are, you know, and bars are hot. I mean, that's, that's, a lot of people make a lot of money at bars with a hot dog cart. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. If you're willing to go out there, you know, the 11 to 2 kind of crowd or the 10 to 2 in the morning kind of crowd, yep. you you can make a fortune. Um, I know a 73-year-old vendor that makes a fortune, and I mean over 100000 net per cart per year, and he's got four cards or had four. Right. Cards. I think he's, um, he's, he's getting out or is out now. I haven't talked to him. He's had some bad health issues. But that was, um, you know, I did the videos on him in Illinois. Yeah. There, there's yeah. several of them doing it. There's, you know, a lady in Nashville doing it. There's there's people all over doing bars, and and that is a, a good one. I want you to remember to keep records, though, and do not be married to a location. Just because a location is good on this day doesn't mean it's going to be good the following two days. So what you right. want to do is keep good records so you know you can look back and go, you know what, I've been there now a month. And it turns out that Tuesdays are just slammed for me. I always right. do about 20% more on Tuesday. Well, now you know. Now you know, okay, I'm going to give up these two days there, but I'm going to keep my Tuesday, and I'm going to use my Wednesday and Thursday somewhere else. Yep. And, and what you'll do eventually is you will find one, two, three maybe locations total, um, like Doug's Dogs. You know, he's got, I think, four locations. That he works, he staggers, and and he does this part time and makes a full time, you know, income. Um, well, even talking about the bars being the same thing, you may work. Let's say a bar, one of the bars I work is open three nights a week: Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Thursday's their biggest night. Well, once you figure out and keep records like you're talking about, and I look and I'll say, man, Thursdays is kick butt, but Fridays is terrible. Saturdays are okay. Well, I may go out and find another bar that their big night is Friday night. All right, so I make a deal with all the owners and say, look, you know, it comes down to dollars and cents. I can be at your bar on Thursday night for your largest crowd. Then you go to the next owner and say, I can be at your bar on Friday night for the largest crowd. So, and then you can find another one maybe for Saturday. So you work three different bars in three different nights. Right. What's wrong with that? Um, so, I mean, yeah, like Ben said, keep records so you can then make adjustments to maximize the amount of money you can make per location. Um I'll go ahead and throw out another location is um, any – there's these um, junkyards that you pull your own part. Some of them are called pull-apart or uh, pick-apart or whatever you they're called. It. Yeah. You pull it, all those. 
Uh, some of them are independently owned. Some of them are chains. The chains may be a little more difficult to get in. The managers may or may not have that decision power. You'll just have to assess that. Um, but junkyards are hot right now. People are trying to save money on car repairs. They're doing a lot of car repairs themselves. Even with their mechanics, the mechanics are now offering going and getting parts because, you know, they can get a transmission for, you know, 25% of what a rebuild or new one costs. And they're willing to go to the junkyards to do it and earn their business. So junkyards are hot with a lot of business. And I thought the one, and this is not in a huge city. I mean, Charlotte, North Carolina, yes, a large city for Charlotte. I mean, for North Carolina, but it's not Chicago. It's not New York. Those guys told me that one of, in one of their locations in Charlotte, North Carolina, a junkyard this style, had um, anywhere from 800 to 1,200 people a day walk through their doors. All right? Well, I know they do. Yeah. And then... On weekends, that's, that's just during the week. He said, on weekends, that could double. He said, I could have 2,500, 3,000 people through my uh, through here um, on a Saturday. So I was like, wow, you know, that's that's, that's huge. Um, so that's I say. Look at look, those. That's another good location. Um, bars and, and the junkyards. Definitely talk, to a lady, talk to a lady the other day, and I called you about her, Rob. You'll remember this conversation. She's brand new. She, you know, put on her cart that they were a promotions company. It's right. something, something hot dogs and promotions company. Yep. And she pitched it like we talk about, and she went to a a um, like a Jiffy Lube. Yep. And you know, with these oil changing places, and uh-huh. they asked her when she was pitching this how much it was going to cost them for her to okay. set it. Well, right. they have customers that come in anywhere from. 20 minutes to 40 minutes, you're in and out on this oil change where they try to say you windshield wiper blades and new tires and, you know, bugs right. and, and this and that. But these customers go into the lobby, and a lot of people do that on lunch breaks. Right. They get their oil changed, or they may do it on a weekend, like a Saturday or a Sunday afternoon. Those are Those can be awesome places it is for her. And I hadn't heard of anybody doing one of those Jiffy Lube-type places, and and she's having great success with it. So that's another one that you want to consider doing, and it may not be a full-time seven-day-a-week gig or a four-day-a-week gig. It may be a two-day or a one-day deal. But you can find out when you talk to the manager, you know, what what are your busiest days? What's your busiest time of month? Because a lot of places, it's the busiest time of month, thrift stores have a busy time of month. It's typically the first week of every month. Right. You can be there for six days and make two weeks' worth of income. You There's so many of these types of things, but you've got to think outside the box. Hospitals, guess what aren't affected by the economy? Hospitals. Right. Um, right now they're doing flu shots. Um, they set up um, – I talked to a vendor. This is um, in Georgia. Um this is about two or three weeks ago, Rob. I thought this was brilliant. They he follows the blood mobile around. I was getting ready to say the blood mobile. Uh, yeah, and exactly. they, that would work good. They love him, but he has the blood mobile signs on the side of his cart, so nobody messes with him about permits. And then he offers a discount if you gave blood, so he can serve the people that are in front of wherever he is. And he's serving, and he's not – because I asked him, I said, how are you getting away with, you know, like being in areas like they'll pull up to a school, you know. They'll pull up to a church, or they'll pull up – how are you getting permission? He goes, no, I'm not. He goes, 
I donate um, part of my proceeds to them. And right. they like me having the, you know, like me being there. And he got that from, you know, from my videos. But he, the bottom line is, I had never mentioned Bloodmobile. I never thought of that. Well, here's somebody that thought outside the box and found a new location. I've been doing this almost five years, and I just learned a new location, Bloodmobiles. Well, too, Ben, I know some Bloodmobiles that I've been to, they actually, it's normally pizza. A lot of times they feed you because you lose, um, uh, you know, whatever you, you get weak when you when you get right. blood sometimes. So they well, offer food. A lot of it's pizza. So why not say, hey, let me fix hot dogs fresh on site. They may even pay you to bring hot dogs at a blood mobile. Exactly. Well, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, if they're paying for pizza, why wouldn't they pay for hot dogs? So you know, that's a, a potential. You're exactly right. You know, most fundraisers are done in the fall and winter. Um, yep. Don't know why, but fall and winter is the giving seasons. Um, in America. And if you can watch your community papers, you will find in your classified section or in the community guide section of your newspaper or online, some of them are online, they will tell you where they're, um, you know, we're having an event here. We're doing a family bake sale. We're doing a raise funds for this sale. And you can contact them and go, hey, how would you like it? If we set up, we'll give a part of the proceeds to, to the whatever event they're doing. You can get shoe-in events like that where not only are you helping your community, but you end up getting a, a an amount of – you get these, um, I don't know how to say it, invaluable contacts. You know, I you can meet a mayor there who came because his daughter's, you know, taking chemo and he wanted to help the chemo association or whatever, you know, whatever it is. You can do that and be there, and you're going to make contacts. And they may go, oh, do you do private parties? Do you do office parties? Do you do this? Do you do that? And pretty soon you're doing all kinds of other things. Auctions are another good one. Um, in the winter, there's lots of auctions. Um, there's yep. automobile auctions, car shows, um, things like that that you can do. Even if you never did an on-street location in your life, kind of like Pocono, and and y'all need to. If you're struggling with this locations, go listen to that episode or go to the blog and you can listen to it and and hear it all at, you know and read it all at once and get the links to how he did this. But he's Christmas he's got, tree lots. He's got get yeah. Um what is it? Right now there's people doing pumpkin patches, corn yeah, maze. Pumpkin patches. There's people corn doing mazes. Um, Absolutely. Uh, Christmas tree lot. It's a little seasonal, but what people also hadn't thought about, and I've never, and I thought about it a few weeks ago because a guy approached me that owns one uh, about setting up at his place, nurseries. And I don't mean the kind that keeps uh, your children. I'm talking about uh, nurseries that does the, the trees and the bushes and, and all that stuff. They have contractors just like a hardware store does that, that are landscapers that come by every day and buy wholesale stuff um, and and supplies and and your nurseries can be huge and busy real busy in the right time of year spring obviously those kind of things um if you live near water anytime you get near a uh, um, uh like a uh, a boat repair that's on the water or a dock that's uh you know where they um uh, like a little public area where they come in and and gas up or whatever they um hang on man yeah Still with me? Yep. 
Sorry, I pulled my earpiece out. Um, I know uh, I visited a guy that had a cart uh, one time just to kind of see his setup. He invited me up, and he was in a marina that um, didn't serve food. It was a private marina. They had like um, it was where people could store their boats, and then but they didn't have any food at all. Um, but they had boat storage, boat repair. Then they had uh, keyed access to clean bathrooms, showers, lockers for their members. It was like a private marina, but they served no food. And he right. was the only game in town. So he stayed pretty busy in the summertime. So fishing, those are just a few. Fishing tournaments. Um, yeah, matter of fact, even some piers um, do not serve certain foods. You may work a deal with them where they don't serve actual food, but they serve drinks and crackers and cookies and, and potato chips and all that. And you say, hey, look, if you'll just let me sell hot dogs, I'll let you sell everything else. And they'd love it because they want to sell you know, more people, if, if there's two piers at the beach and, and you know, one's not that far away and you're the guy that offers the hot dogs and you're the pier that offers the hot dogs, there's a good chance that, that, that they think that's going to draw in more customers to their fishing pier because they have food. So you may work out a deal where it's free. You could set up just because you offer something, and you might could do enough volume without even doing drinks and chips. And the only thing you're concentrating on is hot dogs and sausages all day long. That's it. No drinks, no ice, no nothing. So it'd be pretty convenient. I know a guy that works. He works in conjunction with convenience stores. He sets up. Matter of fact, we've interviewed him, um, uh, Mike, uh, with Hot Dog Heaven um, here locally. He sets up at convenience stores that doesn't have like the roller grill hot dogs. He sells right. nothing but hot dogs and sausages. He offers no drinks, no chips, and he lets the people inside do that. And he's made a living at that for six, seven years now. That's what he does, and he he gets he and he basically pays no rent. Um, I think because he works it out with the store owners, uh, those convenience store owners, that hey, I'll set up. And and the convenience store owners, if he ain't there, they call and fuss. They want to know where he's at because they know they have customers, um, especially in his area where people walk. And that's that's kind of like walking and getting lunch. That's where they right. walk up and they go, you know, they're going to grab lunch from Mike and, and go inside the convenience store to, um, you know, get their drink and their chips. Um, but he's done real good at that. So that's another option is with a convenience store that doesn't sell food. There is a gentleman that emailed me a couple weeks ago of a idea that he is pursuing, and I don't have the stats on it yet, but... He is retired military, and there's many um, retired military out there, but you don't have to be military to do this. But you know that this time of year, there's a lot of these police for POTS drives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Marine Corps does it. Right. And they also do food drives. Well, the Marine Corps' Toys for POTS would be an awesome one to link yourself into and provide um, food. Um mm-hmm at a drop-off location, if they're doing a big drop-off location and the radio's announced it and all that kind of stuff, you may find yourself in a spot where you're getting more than you ever dreamed of in a one-day deal. Um, I know that you know our, our Toys for Tots does a motorcycle ride, and then they all meet up and do a big cookout where they, you know, the radio stations, TV stations say, bring it out here to, such a, to, the, you know, to this Harley-Davidson dealer, and they'll give you... Um, you know, a T-shirt, just make a small donation. You know, bring a toy, bring something new, uh, a stuffed animal, something. Well, those types of things you will get involved in. You and, and you may be, you know, kind of guarded. You may go, I don't, I don't even know how to approach those. And 
it, it's really not that hard. Once you do a couple, you won't you won't be scared or won't be hesitant to do it. And it's just a matter of calling them up and go, hey, you know, my name is Ben. Obviously, you want to substitute, you know, that with your name, and just call them up and say, hey, my name's Ben, and I've got a hot dog cart and catering company, or I've got a catering and promotions company, and we would like to help out the Toys for Tots this year. And wondered if you were doing a big event where we could bring one of our um, hot dog carts out or concession units out and serve, and we'll donate part of the money back to the charity. Um, those types of things will go over well. This time of year, they're doing food drives. You may want to call your newspaper up and say, hey, this Sunday, now if you're new, this may be a challenge for you, but if you've been in the business a little while, you, you may want to do this a couple times this this winter, is say, hey, we're going to be feeding. Um, for every dog we sell on Saturday, we're going to give away twice that many on November 15th at the such and such. And and do something to help your community, and that will spread the news and spread the 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 humanity of of what you're doing. And people will start to remember Rob, that hot dog guy, or Love Hot Dog Company. They'll remember these things, and so you'll want to keep up with those things. And and if you get stumped, play this back. And remember some of the things that we brought up, because you'll think of other ones. There's so good ideas. I I didn't do as good a job as I thought I was going to do keeping up with the chat room, and I don't know if anybody on there posted anything um, about locations, but those are some good winter locations. Another thing, Ben, is to reach out to your local radio stations. Radio stations are constantly doing some kind of promotion. They're going somewhere on location, and they're setting up, and they're doing whatever. Um, if you contact them and say, hey, look, uh, I own a hot dog cart. We do uh, you know, catering and promotions. I'd like to work in conjunction with you guys. If you all ever need somebody to go on site and feed somebody or feed people at you know, one of your uh, own, own location promotionals, let me know. I'd like to uh, be considered for that because I get radio shows, radio people all the time, well, a lot of times I can't do it because of whatever, it's scheduling or whatever, but I pass those on to other vendors. And these radio companies, matter of fact, I had one offer me. They do some kind of feed. They do it every Thursday, and I just couldn't do it. But every Thursday they wanted me to follow them around all these small towns and set up for like two hours, and they was going to pay me pretty good money to do it. Um, in the end it didn't work out, but they uh, I get radio people um, inquiring about me doing some things. Um, but they're always doing promotionals and on-site right. stuff, so that may be a good option for people to at least put your name in the hat um, because what happens is a lot of these companies are using pizza. You know, because it's quick, easy, they can have it delivered, but if they – hot dogs, they can cook fresh on-site, and they get the benefit of your cart and the festive look it brings. Right. So instead of having a bunch of pizza boxes stacked up on a table with a tent, now they actually get somebody there and it's they correct. don't have to deal with anything. Exactly. Right. Yeah, 30 minutes of pizza sitting outside in the cold weather and you've got cold pizza. Right, exactly. See, so that, Brian, they love the hot dog carts. Brian Shores mentioned um, contacting your local Habitat for Humanity and maybe yep. feed, feed the workers one day. Mm-hmm. You know, show up with your cart, 
and um, feed them, surprise them even. And you won't believe the the ripple effect of doing these types of things. That was an excellent one by Brian. And I try to do these things in in, in all you know areas of my life because you're spreading goodwill. You're you're doing that pay it forward. And there is never a losing proposition there. It's always a good outcome. Um, we have already gone over time. And, I was getting ready to say we uh, didn't manage our time well. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I kept it at two hours because I inevitably am going to run over. Um, but I need to try to get at least um, one of these questions or two um, that are on here. And then we've got some phone questions. If you've got – do you have a little bit longer, Rob? Yeah, this, go ahead. I'm just um, – uh, I'm missing. Tidy up. I make a little noise. I apologize. I promised myself I was going to catch the debate tonight live, and I have failed miserably. Um, I knew that I was going to miss the first thirty minutes, but it looks like I'm going to miss the uh, the debate. Um, not that not that any of that probably matters really. <laughs> but um, anyway. Um, the question is, it says, hello, Ben, I've watched your blah, 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 blah. My question is to you is, where is the best place to order my hot dogs from? Um, what are the prices I should be looking for? And finally, we are a good location to pick up the rest of the items like pop chips, condiments, and more. Thank you a bunch, Danny. Or thank you for your time, Danny. Anyway, let me answer the first one for you. My question to you is, where is the best place to order my hot dogs from? It depends on what hot dogs you're going to serve. And if you've watched my training videos on LearnHotDogs.com, they're free. Watch them. Um, you'll want to do a taste test. Even if you don't have a cart, you can do a taste test. You can invite friends and neighbors over and do a taste test in your house. Um, you know, just boil some dogs or um, I prefer boil them or steam them. Uh, that's what I would do if I was doing it because that's what I'm going to be doing on the cart. Don't go out and crank up the charcoal grill to do your taste test. Um, do do it just like you would on your cart, and and buy five or six brands or three or four brands, and then cut them in bite sizes with the bun, and put different colored toothpicks in the different brands so that you know. Okay, I had five people want the red toothpick; they thought that was the best, and that way they don't know what they're eating either. And then you can kind of tally up the results. It's it's probably not the best scientific method, but it is a good idea of what your peers are going to like, and and not like. Because there will be some that they go, oh, my gosh, this isn't good. You may have eaten ballpark all your life and swear that it's the best dog, but throw you a Nathan's in there or a Vienna, and all of a sudden it will be like cat food, any other hot dog. And so that, that's the kind of thing you'll want to do. But um, So now where do you go get those dogs? Well, assuming you have picked a one of the name brands, you'll need to contact their company, um, like let's say it's Vienna or Nathan's, you can contact them, find out which um, rep in the area or which distributor sell them. Usually, though, Sam's, BJ's, um, Costco. Is a BJ, BJ's is a sponsor of the MFVA. Yeah, and BJ's has um, don't doesn't BJ's have um, Nathan's or does it, no, or is it just Sabrets? I'm ninety percent sure they do have sabrettes. Okay. Um, Costco has Vienna. Costco also has Nathan's in certain areas. Um, Sabrette, Skinless, 
And by the way, you're only going to get skinless Nathans. You're never going to get the skin-owned Nathans, even from a food distributor. That is specifically for franchise stores and and corporate stores. You cannot get a a non. You you cannot get the the skin-owned, the natural casing hot dogs from Nathans. Um, Sabret carries like Sam's carries the Sabrets um, skinless. Uh, Where you can get the natural casing, I'm pretty sure they let those out they don't have company stores, um, it's, you'd have to get with probably a, a broker or distributor uh, for those. Now, if you have a favorite brand in town, let's say you have a local meat processor, a big right. one that's found in your grocery stores, you may want to consider using them. Not may, you will want to consider doing a taste test with them as well. You're not going to please everybody. Um, and usually, if you go to your grocery store and look what's on the shelf, you'll see what's most popular. Um, right. And size as well. If you, yeah, Walmart's got that pretty well figured out. So whatever they're yeah. carrying, you, there's a good chance they know what they're talking about. Right, and and you'll find a lot of um, Boar's Head products at at right. um, at some Walmart. Sam's Club does Nathan's. Um, Nathan's is a good brand to carry, and I am I have been told that the I use the Bakers and Chefs brand from Sam's Club, and that is made by well. I can't swear to this. I have been told it is made by Nathan's. So that is what the manager at my Sam's told me. Um, well, the thing, too, with some of that is a lot of these hot dogs, they don't have their own manufacturing facility, if right. you will, a lot of times. It's, matter of fact, Marathon, which owns Sabrettes, used to at one time make Nathan's hot dogs. So if you got a Nathan's, it was their recipe, but it was still made in the same factory that Sabrettes were. Um, right. Owned by Marathon, I'm pretty sure Marathon is based in New Jersey. Um, but yeah, that's uh, so. A lot of these factories kind of make hot dogs. It's not the whatever brand. It's their. It's a factory. They make hot dogs. They may do other things, but they make them for these companies. Now, if you go with Vienna, um, Vienna is a mobile food vendor association um, sponsor and partner. You will get all oodles of cool stuff, and you build up these. Um, you you build up this. Um, these benefits with using Vienna, they have this. It's kind of a rebate program, right? Right, kinda, and they ha- even have a social marketing that's free for you, and text messaging to your customers free. They do all right. these things for you for free, and and they really have a good setup, and they're an excellent hot dog. They are the Chicago dog, right? And then you've got Chicago Red Hots, and you've got so many dogs. But that's that's the key is to try those out. Now, your other question was, I should be looking for. Um, what are the prices I should be looking for? Um, again, that goes back to where you're going to be serving. If you know if you're going to be in that two fifty, two dollar, two seventy five range, you're going to want a quality dog. And so there really isn't a price range there. It comes down to which dog tasted better and which ones worked best for your taste test. Um, and that's the one you're going to want to use. And that dog could cost you sixteen cent, or it could be costing you sixty five cent. Depending on where yeah, you're, yeah, that's that's probably the the swing for premium hot dogs starts yeah. at about thirty cent to probably eighty cent. Right. So somewhere in between that thirty to eighty cent is going to be an all beef premium style hot dog. You get below that, you're probably getting into uh, either a, a standard house brand like a Baker's and Chef, or you're getting into potentially uh, the mixed meat style uh, hot dog, right. you know, with with chicken and beef and pork right. mixed together kind of thing. Feet and lips. Um, yep. The um, 
the other thing was, where else can you find all the other options? Um, you mentioned pop, and, and and what you're talking about there is soda. I'm sure the all your Coke and Pepsi products are best. You, you unless you're going to do you know an eclectic type cart and you want to go with Stewart Soda or one of the soda companies that do the glass bottles, that is fine and well, and you'll do fine with that. But if you're just going to do soda cans, don't go get Sam's Choice or Sam's Club soda. Don't try to do two-liter bottles. Just go get Pepsi and Coke products or either or and some root beer and Mountain Dews. And what I do is I shop the grocery stores for the best deal because even though I may go through a bunch of soda, I'm not going through near enough to get a discount from the distributor. So I go to the grocery store. It's the cheapest I have found by far. And... And usually they have those specials where you get four six-packs for $10 or whatever it is. And then next week, Publix is doing it or Winn-Dixie's doing it or Kroger's doing right. it or Bilo's doing it. And so I just play off of one another and find the best deal I can each time I buy them. And always check your dates. Make sure yep. you're buying a soda that isn't fixing to expire next month because there is yep. a taste difference. Yep. Um, I carry I carry six flavors of drinks and it's their exact same six flavors every week week after week i carry pepsi mountain dew dr pepper root beer which is uh, i carry the mug root beer and i carry uh diet pepsi and i carry hawaiian punch hawaiian punch in a can it's a non-carbonated caffeine free usually the kids go for that one so i have a kid's drink and then five others. I do like an A and W to kinda of go back to the throwback of, you know, the, the old the old style drink. Um Dr. Pepper. I do it one diet. Some people, you know, the caffeine free, so you can drive yourself nuts trying to figure out the right drink. Because you'll get people walk up to the car, do you have Diet Mountain Dew? No. Well, do you have Cheerwine? No. Well, you can run into all that. I've never lost a sale. Now I've lost a single sale when somebody walks up and says, Do you have bottled water? And I say no. Or do you have diet Pepsi and I or diet Mountain Dew and I say no? Then they say, oh, okay, well, never mind. They walk off. But I've never lost a hot dog sale because I didn't have a particular drink. Yeah. Oh, you don't have diet whatever? Oh, I can't buy nothing. They walk right. off. They don't do that. So don't kill yourself. So you can have an eclectic range of drinks that varies from week to week. I personally don't think that's the right answer. I think the right answer is get you five or six flavors, stick with them, and that's all you carry. And it's easier to manage inventory-wise, and you can you know, catch, what's, catch it on sale at one place or another, and, you know, it's easy. Well, we do have some vendors that are doing like Vienna, and they do everything Vienna. All the condiments are Vienna, and then they do right. a whole bledy of Stewart sodas in the glass bottle. You know, the, the peach, cream, cream peach and peach cream or whatever it is, root mm-hmm. beer, strawberry cream soda, great old-fashioned and that does well for, um, well, at least I know that vendor. She's got several locations. That's Jackie I'm talking about in Arizona, and she yep. has been doing this she uses all the Stewart sodas. Now, um, let's see. Picking up your chips, condiments, and, and stuff like that, um, Sam's, all your discount places, BJ's, um, if you have one of those, you're going to get real good deals through the Mobile Food Vendor Association with membership. But um, I don't have one near me, so I use Sam's Club, and I buy my chips there. Don't try to buy those, whatever, those quarter-ounce and half-ounce bags of chips. Get the one-ounce bags. Um, it looks rinky-dink to try to give those little tiny bags where you open it up and there's four Frito chips in it. Right. Uh, 
and you just yeah. sold it to them for a dollar. Uh, do the other one, well, and, and you'll be fine. Some people get into the premium chips. Um, you know, uh, I personally don't. I just stick with the basics. I've ne- again never lost a sale to a chip selection. I carry the basics. Uh, regular barbecue, like a Frito, Dorito kind of thing, um, which you know me, Ben. I can do. I can definitely overdo it with the chip selection. Right. However, I own a vending company, folks, so there may be a chance you'll see me on the cart, and I'll have eight different selections of chips. Do I recommend that? No. Uh, the reason I do it, I have the luxury of being able to, if they don't sell, I put them in a vending machine, and they sell. So I have you know, probably 20 to 30 different selections on my vending truck, that I can go and pull off and put on some chip clips. So that's the only reason I do it. Um, stick go with to the basics. A, go to a, um, you know, Brian mentioned going getting 24-ounce bottles and selling them for the $3 a bottle, like for water. Um, always have water. That's something I forgot. Always have water um, bottles on the cart. and um, But you can find the, the bottle water cheap, cheap, cheap at your grocery stores as well. They'll have it on sale or Sam's Club or BJ's or Costco. Somebody's going to have it on sale. And you have to watch that stuff and buy it up. And as long as it's kept in a you know, a room that doesn't get a lot of sunlight, it'll last for you know eons. Um, the, um, I, Do we have anybody on hold, Ben? The yeah, we've got people on questions. hold. We've you'll, got, you'll knock out a couple of those questions, maybe? Yeah, let me see if we can. I'm going to take a call from last four of this caller is 9775, um, and I'm going to make you live. You'll. Um, this is Ben. You're on Hot Dog Vendor Radio. Who am I talking to? Hi, Ben. This is Carol. Hey, Carol. How are you tonight? I'm doing great. I've been listening the whole time. This Wonderful. is very informative. Did you have any questions for us? Well, I wanted to let you know that the Kiva Zip is, is getting me pretty close to getting approved, and um, just um, I'm listening, and I'm and I'm going to succeed. You watch. Uh, the ideas are great, but I mean, my idea is like uh, Noah and his three friends all work at this one little factory, and so you, why can't you show up at three or four different spots in, in a 12-hour period of time? You you can in a three you know in a 12-hour period of time. Most vendors though. Most successful vendors are working um, four hours a day, or five hours a day, or six, including you know setup, cleanup, all the, the whole day is five or six. Yeah, hours. twelve hours. I, but I'm just saying, you know, you hit lunch at this factory, and then you know, like the, your, all these, like you said, the events. And I really like that idea about the um, Jiffy Lube. That's brilliant. Well, it's easier said than done as far as moving locations during a day. I've tried right. that, and and, and you know when you anyways, go, I'm not a vendor yet, so I'm I'm just shooting from the hip with no bullets yet. But I'm working on it hard and heavy. I think about it every day, and I can't wait. <laughs> well, I thank you for calling in, and I'm glad you're listening, Carol. And um, we'll be um, Carol is one of the the people that that Ben's cart sponsored for this Kiva Zip. If you haven't seen that. Go back and look at the blog. I think it's two blog articles down, and um, it is a cool way to get some startup funds or to get a new cart or to upgrade your cart or to get more carts, um, n- you know, no interest loans. And so um, we'll, we've got several um, listeners that are doing that, and we'll be announcing those very soon. But thank you for calling in, Carol, and, um, and you have a good evening. Good luck, you too, Carol. man. 
Good night. Good night. Oh. Um, we've got another caller. Caller from um, last four of yours is 4109. Hey, Ben. Hey, this is Ben, Hot Dog Vendor Radio. Who's this? This is Rob. Hey, Rob. You're listening to Hot Dog Vendor Radio with Ben and hey, Rob. Hey, I heard that Oh, my gosh. <laughs> What's up, Holy buddy? cow. How's it going? I've been listening. I'm like, he doesn't even know it's me. I, I go, like, I'm hanging up and calling and hanging up and calling. I'm like, yeah, he'll, he'll pick up. Oh, I'm yeah. glad you, you called. Man. Because for the longest time, I thought some. I thought there was no other Rob. I thought he was just really making it up. Even though me and Ben are friends and I didn't think he'd make it up to me. But I was like, there can't be that many Robs in his life. Surely not. But, hey, we got one. Like, I hear what? you. I figured I figured I had to call in at least once to uh, <clears throat> confirm that there was actually another guy, you know, involved. Absolutely. You know? Hey, <laughs> and, and Rob, Rob, did did you hear last week's show? Not yet. It's on my iPod, but I haven't oh, listened okay. to uh, the well, last three shows. I actually talked about the last it. show. I, oh, I, I hear it when I when I hear you you do the show. I hear you talking about it, thanking me and stuff like, man, I gotta get him some more commercials. But summer was crazy. My son's a senior this year, so I just wrapped up the last of that I, stuff. I'm not. And I'm I got not, some cool ideas. I'm not. I'm not even meaning for that. I was worried about you because we hadn't heard from you, and I emailed you, and I, I said, I asked, I asked people on the radio show. I said, if y'all, any of y'all know Rob Harper, um, and and know what's going on, and the only comment I got was from Jason. Jason goes, he's probably still recovering from hitting that tree with the lawnmower. Hitting the tree with the mower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the last show I heard in its entirety was uh, the, the magic button one. Oh, okay. and I've, I've got I've, I've got I've got a whole bunch of magic button ideas, <laughs> and I've also got three hours of the guy that does the magic button worth of audio that I can clip some stuff together and make a magic button commercial, maybe even. Oh, or something. I'd, I'd love it. Holy cow! You, I, I can't tell you how good it is to actually have you on the show. If for those that are listening, all of the professional commercials that we have, this man Rob Harper is the one that made those. He's the one that sang the hot steamy bun song. He's the one that sang the mobile food vendor association song. Um, this is him live on Hot Dog Vendor Radio. Oh, you're too you're way too kind. We have a celebrity. Here I am working working my regular job here. I'm a I'm at the school being the master of the custodial arts I call it. Um custodian at a high school. But I, I like that. <laughs> custodial arts. And and master, you- master of the custodial arts. Where are we, if you don't mind me putting you on the spot, where are we on getting going? How close are you to having me, a part uh, of my, my, my original plan was to build it over the winter, and my one of my friends just bought um, what's called, it's I forget the name of it, well, I don't forget the name of it, it's the Boathouse Restaurant, it's called, in my local town. He just bought it, so pretty much there's my commissary. I just got to go down there and secure that. But I'm drawing up plans. I've talked to... Uh, the health inspector in my county, uh, Dorothy, she's super cool. You know, she's like, oh, yeah, I mean, I've, the, the county I live in is pretty pretty lenient on a lot of stuff as compared to some other counties. But, you know, I guess every county is going to be different wherever you go. But she's pretty cool about stuff. And she's like, oh, yeah, 125 bucks for this and 25 bucks for this part. And just give us a set of plans and we'll approve it, homemade or not. I'm like, okay. so. Oh, I love it. I can't wait for you to, to, to get started. I know you're coming oh, in I, cold weather. I, I did some my my uh, the church next door to my house. Um, they did like a fall fest, and I sold hot dogs. I told them I'd do the hot dogs for them. So my wife's part of it. So I go over there and um, I, I sold like I was just it was crazy because the hot dogs I bought were like eighty eight cents a pack, you know. And 
the, the little old church ladies were like, well, we can only sell them for a dollar a piece. And I didn't want to, you know, argue with them about price. I'm like, whatever, we can sell them, you know, 88 cents a piece. And they just, they sold like nobody's business, you know, and it was the coolest thing, just being able to sit there and serve dogs. And I'm thinking about you guys. I'm like, oh, man, i got to get my book out and get a picture of me and the hot dogs and the book and the whole nine yards and send it to you. But I never did because I was so backed up selling hot dogs. So it was pretty cool. That is awesome. Where, again, what state are you in? New York. New York. Okay. About twenty yeah. minutes. About twenty minutes north of Syracuse is where I live. Okay. All right. Um, the Brian. house on the left. And, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Brian had asked on the um, on the chat room because um, he's up north, and I guess he, he yeah he's he's in like Pennsylvania, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, he's not uh, that, really that far uh, from me. No, Brian's Brian's on the or coast. not Brian. I'm, I'm thinking Jason. Jason's in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Um, Brian's in Jersey. He's on the Jersey Shore. Okay, so he's the other end, the other side. Right. Cool. <coughs> Man, cool. I can't tell you how good it is to hear your voice. I I literally stopped the show last week and I said, if anybody has heard where Rob is, did he? You know, is he okay? And did a piano fall from the sky and land on him or something? <laughs> yeah. Well, we we missed you and and. Um, I definitely wanted to to get an update from you as to how your cart building was going and and what where you were in this whole this whole new venture. No, nothing yet. Other than like I said, I basically secured my commissary. I'm ninety nine percent sure that's going to be a go, and uh, I'm going to buy my cart from Harbor Freight. And oh, the 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 videos that Keith does. The, the, oh yeah, yeah. Um, the do the it build the cart videos, awesome build. videos. The yeah. book is awesome. The chip clips I got from you. Those are awesome. You could drive a truck over them. Not that I did, but you could, and they would withstand anything. So, and uh, listening to ben, ben and Rod, you guys, you know, everything you say is accurate thus far that I can tell it's the best source. There's other sources out there that, you know, you can just push a magic button and you'll have a cartload of cash coming in. Not yeah. the case. Not that easy. Well, you could tell you that know, you guys nerve. It just hit a nerve because I had people contact me, and that's it. That's what did it. But uh, we had fun with that show. That was such a, a fun show. Um, we uh, uh, we even talked about it last week. It was funny. But either way, if there is anything we can do for you um, in getting going, I am indebted to you. Um, oh just, no, 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 no! And I thank <laughs> the information you, for, you put out is worth. Way, way more than anything I can whip up in the studio, you know. I think. Well, I, opinion, I, I guess. By the looks of these um, ads and songs and stuff, I don't call it um, whipping whipping it up in the studio. <laughs> You've done a lot of work, <laughs> and we appreciate it's fun, it. We, <laughs> we enjoy it, and um, the hot steamy buns has been played every week since it came out. And so, yeah, I, I I wish I would have saved the uh, the outtakes from it when I was doing it because I kept laughing. I'll see if I can find some. <laughs> but I kept laughing while I was doing it. I couldn't do it in one take. I tried to do everything in one take as much as I can so there's no chops my, in it. But my I kept wife laughing had, about it. I couldn't get it done. Yeah, my wife had tears in her eyes. It was just – it's hilarious. And and for those that don't follow the show, you know, enough or, or hadn't heard the past episode where that was talked about, these odd steamy buns. And so Rob just played off on that, and it was, it worked out good. We had lost Rob over in North Carolina, and he's back with us now. Uh, I can hear him. Um, a little technical, little technical difficulty. Sorry. <laughs> but, um, well, is there anything um, that I can do for you, Rob? No, no, I didn't have a question. I just wanted to check in, let you know I was still on the planet. 
And uh, maybe I'll get a call to the show next week, and we can chit-chat some then. I'd love and, it. And uh, I can sign you, not sign you out, but I can sign myself out, and I'll walk into a bathroom here in the school and say, this is Rob Harper, and you're listening to HDVR Hot Dog Vendor Radio with Ben and Rob. <laughs> it, didn't echo, it didn't echo as much as I wanted it, so I'll have to find a bigger bathroom next time. But <laughs> Is that your studio? Oh. Is, your, uh, is, your, is your toilet at your house? Is that your studio? No, no, but that would be cool if it was. <laughs> you know? I love it. Thank you so much, Rob. Well, all right, I'll talk to you guys in a week or so. Well, have a good one. Thanks, right, you too. Good night, guys. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. The, um, let's see here. Rob, where were we on um, – are we – did we about cover everything as far as locations and some ideas uh, to get people over that stumbling block? I know there's some uh, you people know, out there that, you know, hit these blocks and they go, oh, my gosh. You know, I've worked my butt off trying to get started, and, 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 and they're legitimate excuse, you know, not excuses. They're legitimate complaints. You know, right. you feel like, crap, how come he can do it and I can't? Are these right. people just fooling me? And let me just say this. It is the simple, the single best thing that I ever did in my life was to be forced into the hot dog business. And what that did for me was opened up opportunity as far as I was able to feed my kids. I was able to pay my bills. I wasn't having to rely on family to help me with the electric and help me with the groceries and help me, help me, help me after I lost everything. All of a sudden... I was making money, and I was bringing home cash every day. And the bottom line is, if you have the motivation to get out there and work in the bad weather, in the good weather, in the hot weather, um, facing the red tape, the commissaries, the locations, finding the right cart for you, those types of things, once you overcome those hurdles, then you go into finding the right location and it being a true right location and testing other locations. I promise you, there is this isn't a game of luck. There are some vendors that get lucky right out of the gate. But for the most part, we have all paid our dues. And some of those dues come quicker, but that's why we have the show. That's why we have the blog. That's why I do the videos. That's why Rob gets on here and Rob and Jason and Brian and Corey, this is why these people help is because they one they know it works. Number two, they want to help you and and to let you know that listen, you're not alone. We've all been through some struggles and hit some obstacles, but this is by far the best money I have ever made in my life per hour. Okay? You can basically control your income Make as much or as little as you want. There's some vendors just tickle pink part time. I know some retired people that do this part time and make two grand a month and they're tickle pink with it. And there's vendors out there that want five and six grand a month. I know some vendors making over ten grand a month. We've interviewed some on the show. It is very doable. It's a matter of locations and learning the, the little tricks and the little niches that you have to feel to make that work, but it's all doable. Every single person on the planet could do it. They're not all going to. 
and this isn't for everyone. It's still a lot of work. And I, 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 I guarantee if we were in a big auditorium or something, I'd be getting amens right now when I said it's a lot of work. It is extremely hard work, but it pays well. And it offers you something that other things can't, and that's freedom. Because if you don't want to work, you've made 1200 last week, and you don't want to work this coming Tuesday because it might rain, and your kid's got a, a, a dentist appointment, and you'd rather take them than have to call grandma to take them. You can. Um, tonight, well, Ben, let me say this real quick, cutting, and I don't want to say in closing because I don't know when we want to wind down the show. But let me yeah, say we're, this. We're in closing. We got to be get pretty close. Uh, let me say this: uh, a guy that I talked into, you know him. Uh, he bought some stuff from you, um, and, and he's a friend of mine. Uh, we're business associates, but we also uh, are became friends. He bought a hot dog cart. He's been less than successful, let me say, uh, in the past six weeks. He's been in it. All right. Matter of fact, he set up on Saturday and then set up on Sunday at the same location. They called my company. Um, looking for some promotional type stuff. We did it as uh, that kind of setup. Right. Uh, we did it for free um, as long as we, you know, we were going to do it for free because we thought we could do enough in sales to justify it. It was a large retailer. At the end of the day, he did, I don't know, it was terrible. It was like $18 one day and $60 the other. It's terrible. And this is with the best efforts of myself involved and everything else. So don't think that people are listening that even us have stumbling blocks. I did a deal not too long ago, and it was a disaster. Um, it was a little store promotional I did, and I did, you know, I, I lost money. And the reason I lost money is because I left the location, one of my regular daytime locations, that I could have went and worked that I know would have made more money than me doing that one. So don't think because we're on some radio show or we're blogging that we're 100% successful every time. We're not. Well, we have to make adjustments, and that's one thing I'm helping my friend do. He's only been at it, again, six weeks, so we're trying to negotiate out a game plan to get him in better spots and better locations. Right. So, again, like you say, man, you have to look at it as hard work, and everybody has to pay their dues. Um, you know, I've been very fortunate, I will say that, that so far I've been fairly successful even with the bumps in the road. Uh, but you can have a bump in the road at your normal location. You know, okay, it does $280 a day. All of a sudden, it does $120 one day. Well, that's a bump in the road, in my opinion. But overall, it's the averages. And But like I said, my friend, that uh, even with my best efforts of helping him and giving him all the knowledge and everything that I do, um, he's been less than successful as far as at, in his eyes and his expectations. And I think part of it, Ben, in, with this whole thing, People get so driven, like this lady that just called. She sounds very excited to get in the business. Rob yep. sounds very excited to get in the business. And they hear the success stories. And then when they're not successful right out of the gate, they get very disappointed. And you've got to get over the disappointment. As they say, you know, the old saying, dust yourself off, get back on the bicycle, get back on the horse, and keep going. Try it again, you know, and, and make sure you just keep listening to the shows, keep doing And it will eventually work its way through to where you're successful if you've got the luxury and the time to put dedicate to it to be successful, and I'll well, say that close. Even even without the luxury of time, I di I didn't have the luxury of time. I mean, literally, right. first day we were on the side of the road in front of a tire shop. My right. wife made three trips to Food City, which was about four four and a half five miles away, just right. to pick up more hot dogs because we were buying just plain hot dogs from Food City, and but we couldn't afford to buy more than a few packs. 
Right. And so the next day I had a little bit more funds. And then the next day a little bit more. And then the next day I was buying cases. And in right. seven weeks I had three hot dog carts. Right. And not that everybody's goal is to have three hot dog carts. You can definitely make a phenomenal income with one. And I would <laughs> I don't have but one now because it's a headache. <laughs> and you can make more money, but there's a, there comes a point where sanity um and keeping um overrules or you know, rules over any um any additional income to me. Right. And so I would rather do stink things like this than tonight be spending sitting at the commissary waiting on my carts to get back over there. Um, right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Who's the okay, well oh, and they call in sick in the morning or I'm yeah. gonna be late getting by the commissary to pick up my stuff and, and I used to yeah, get the calls, you. you know, my boyfriend he's tired and he doesn't want to come in and you know, my neighbor's chickens having puppies and we can't leave right now and can I just bring oh, yeah. it tomorrow and you know my boyfriend's truck broke down, he had to borrow my car. Right. Right. Oh, so. Right. Um I got a in the end, oh. folks. Yeah. <laughs> in the end, folks. Um, success doesn't come um, easy. Uh, it comes easier for some than others, and some of that is due to circumstance. Maybe they just live in a town that uh, is bustling, and they they can just walk right in and luck up and get a good location. Um, in the end, sometimes it's not that easy, um, and you just got to keep at it and figure out. You know, and one of the things like my buddy. Uh, he's getting a lot of pushback in his town on price, and he's at 250. So we've we've discussed that, and we're we're strongly considering maybe making an adjustment with his menu, uh, possibly even looking at. He's doing a Nathan's dog based on my recommendation, and he likes Nathan's. He's from actually originally from New Jersey area and New York, and but he's saying, hey, look, I got to do um, uh, what's the old saying? Uh, um, when in Greece, do what the Greece do, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, kind of thing. That's hey, you know, if 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 the red hot dog, you know, for two bucks is what goes in this area, I better get the red hot dog and try it. Um, so that that's what he's got to look at. And everybody has to look at that uh, in each circumstance and and start making adjustments. Uh, Corey, but I think people get do what Corey just posted up that he said he would have been done after a month if he let discouragement get to him. Right. Um, and and now he's got a, a good following. He has built up his brand. And um, if you if you want to you know find out about him, go over to facebook.com forward slash Ben's Carts, and it'll be the most recent picture posted. He posted a kick butt picture today. I want to congratulate Corey. Um, I hadn't I, I seen him I seen him on the the blogs and on the forums and stuff. And but I took the time the other day. Um, he posted up something and it was linked back to his website and this and that. I'm going to tell you that guy has a sharp cart. Uh, he made it himself. It is it is Beautiful. sharp. It is good looking. Um, he has a nice setup. Uh, nice very brand. Professional. A nice branding. I mean, he's got the T-shirts. I mean, this guy has done it right. Um, he does his signature dogs that I think are real kick butt. They're neat. Uh, the ones I've seen that he's posted up. Um, I mean, he's done it right. And like Corey said, you know, it didn't just happen overnight, and he didn't um, succeed, you know, the first week and say, oh, this is, I wish I'd have found this 20 years ago. What the heck have I been doing working for the man? Uh, it was a struggle, you know, and, and he, but he made it work. And, and like I said, he did stuff the right way. And uh, he's got a beautiful setup, just beautiful. Uh, he's done a great job with branding and and you know creating his own logos and stuff. It's just it's a good looking setup and good looking business. So I want to congratulate him on that and his success. Well, I'm, I'm I'll second that motion. 
um, what a good story. And, and that's another part of this business that I love is the people. Um, it's, you get to surround yourself with some of the, you know, the world's best people and the biggest hearts and the people that really care about, about you and business. Um, the, just for those that are struggling, don't give up. Um, there's there's too many opportunities out there. There's things that um, will change if you will go change them. You may make eighty dollars a day going out, and you may work four hours, so you made twenty bucks an hour, which still beats the heck out of McDonald's or any Walmart or anywhere else that I know of. Um, I didn't have an education behind me to go, you know, secure a job at a hundred bucks an hour, and so it quickly turned into an enterprise and you can do the same and and it comes down to you know doing stuff like we talked about tonight and we've discussed even more we've gone into this even deeper in some other shows so check those out don't be discouraged and know that that most of us all have hit some major bumps and hurdles um i have a good friend i want to tell you before we leave her name is sabrina Rife, and she um, had a hot dog cart, and she didn't know all the due diligence that was required, and so she got her cart, and she found out that her city didn't allow carts at all, at all, and she, I met her because she got my book, and she called me up one day just to thank me and tell me her story, and I, you know, I blogged about it back then. This was, you know, two or three years ago, and she went to her. Um, town, and she looked for something they were doing with, that she could get involved with, with her cart, and they were trying to save a historic building. And they had created this little nonprofit historic society building, and she went in and decided, hey, I'm going to donate a portion of my proceeds daily. I think it was 10%. And, um, and because she was part of the charity now, she could be there serving. Well, this cleared down and ultimately, she got three different write-ups in newspapers that I know of. Two different TV stations came and did stories on her live on the news, and the mayor started eating with her. And so all of a sudden, for she went from being discouraged, I'm never going to find a spot, I'm in rural Nowhereville, and town is the only place to be, and they have a code restriction that I can't be in town. She found a way in town. Right. There is always a way. You know, I've got a course called the A to Z Comprehensive Hot Dog Course that is on my blog. And in it, I talk about that. There there are really no no's, and I teach you ways around no's. Um, but those things are out there, and you can do them. I wish you all um, great success. Um, I thank you for listening. Thanks for supporting the um, LearnHotDogs.com blog. Also, remember to check out facebook.com forward slash Ben's Carts. It's not a Ben's Carts Palooza over there. It's mostly, well, it all is just hot dog vendors, hot dog talk, and hot dog pictures and stuff like that. It's kind of fun. Um, or just follow us on Twitter. Um, if you have a Twitter account, we're just at Ben's Carts. And you can follow us on Twitter and anything we post, um, we, we pretty much post through Twitter. And then it goes to Facebook. So, um Check those out. Also, if you want to be included in that $100 giveaway next week, um, just jump the, you know, jump in and do your picture up. Um, if you need help with that, just go over to the blog right now, and you'll see the, the most recent post. Did I have a picture that was done? 
uh, buy a gentleman of a hot dog. Just do something like that. And I know we've got some artist people like Carol that just called. She's in Nashville. And um, this lady is an incredible lady. Wait till you hear her story. Um, you talking about challenges. Um, we will all um, be inspired by her story. And I can't wait to share that with you. She's a dear friend of mine, and um, I cannot wait. So I was glad she called in tonight. Y'all have a fantastic evening, and with that, I think we're going to wrap it up. Rob, what do you think? Uh, one more thing for those in North Carolina. I do have, I still have locations available. You can email me at ProVendingConsultants. That's ProVendingConsultants at gmail.com um, for locations in North Carolina. So if uh, you're needing, just getting started or maybe looking to change your location, give me a call or email me first with some information, some contact information, and I'll be glad to share with you what I got. And if you're in a real bad way and and need a location, um, also email him and tell him your situation, um, even if you're in another state. Um, I, I He has been known to uh, be of help there. And so yeah. I didn't want to deluge you, but I knew that you could. Um, yeah. So if somebody's in a, a bad way, having trouble with a location. Um, yeah, they just need pro, to email me. And, uh, ProBendingConsultants yeah, at gmail.com. Correct. And we'll see what we can get accomplished for them um, in wherever that could be. So, Well, I thank you all for listening to Hot Dog Vendor Radio, and y'all, we'll see you um, next Tuesday. Um, same time, same place. Thanks, guys. Vendor Radio is brought to you by the Mobile Food Vendors Association and Ben'sCarts.com. Also by the letter H and the number 4. Tune in next week for more of the very best vendor information money can buy on HDVR. Hot Dog Vendor Radio.